Greetings in Jesus' name. I am Jotham Kilimo and welcome to EBZ Devotion. This is the second day of our reflections on the Holy Week. And as we said yesterday, our main character is Jesus Christ. And the key theme is that Jesus Christ suffered, died, buried, and resurrected to redeem us from sin's penalty and grant us eternal life. Today's passage is from Mark chapter 11, verse 20 to chapter 13, verse 37. We shall not read all of them. There are many verses. You look for time to read. Allow me to read Mark chapter 11, uh, verse 27 to 30. They arrived again in Jerusalem, and while Jesus was walking in the temple courts, the chief priests, the teachers of the law, and the elders came to him. By what authority are you doing these things? They asked. And who gave you authority to do this? Jesus replied, I will ask you one question. Answer me, and I will tell you by what authority I'm doing these things. John's baptism, was it from heaven or of human origin? Tell me. So we see in this second day, we can call it the Tuesday of the Holy Week, that it was action-packed as many things were done on that day. However, I'd like us to focus on the people that Jesus met or engaged in. As the title for today's reflection is Engaging with Authority. From the passage that I've read and also from the passage of Mark 11 until 13, we see Jesus engage with three sets or groups of people. The religious leaders, a large crowd, and his disciples. So let's briefly explore how we engage with each group and learn lessons to apply in our life. So number one, engagement with the religious leaders. And these religious leaders are the chief priests, Pharisees, Herodians, Sadducees, elders, and teachers of the law. Jesus was at the temple courts that morning of Tuesday after arriving from Bethany where he had spent the night. And these leaders came to him. They asked him questions, not because they wanted to learn from him, but because they wanted to trap him, to expose him as a blasphemer or a weird fanatic and find a reason and evidence to put him to death. The religious leaders, who under normal circumstances differed on many areas, found a common enemy, Jesus Christ, who had threatened their authority as religious leaders. And these were the chief priests, who were the heads of the priestly ministry at the temple, the Pharisees, who were concerned with ritual purity, and Jesus exposed their hypocrisy a number of times. Thirdly, the Herodians. This is a Jewish political group that approved of Herod's compromises with Rome. And this group found Jesus a threat. And then there are the Sadducees, 
who didn't believe in life after death because the Pentateuch or the five books of Moses had no direct teaching on it. In this passage, we see these leaders question Jesus' authority. And that's the chief priest. They also asked about paying the imperial tax, that's the Pharisees and the Herodians. And they also asked him about marriage at the resurrection, those are the Sadducees, and also about the greatest law. This is the teacher of the law. Always cloaked in self-interest, these religious leaders were only concerned about position and reputation. They are not looking for the truth. But Jesus, in response to their questions, cleverly overcame their evil schemes, exposing their devious ways. He told them the truth. He spoke with authority and they were marveled. The second group was engagement with the large crowd. So while teaching the large crowds at the temple, he warned them not to follow the religious leaders whom he had just sorted out in their presence. He taught the crowd also about the truth of who the Son of God is. He also witnessed the poor widow giving the two copper coins and commended her for having given more than all the others. In his third engagement, or third, or engagement with the third group, which are his disciples, in what is known as the Olivet Discourse, when Jesus left the temple, he was asked by the disciples about the magnificent stones of the temple, and he responded that not one will be left on another, but will be destroyed. This was in reference to the destruction of the temple that would occur later in AD 70. He then taught about signs of the end times in, the, in what is called the Olivet Discourse as the teaching took place at the Mount of Olives opposite the temple. So these passages show us different, how differently Jesus engaged with those he encountered. He didn't have the same script for everyone. To the religious leaders, whose motive was to trap him and find ways to kill him, he spoke the truth with authority, keeping them at bay until the time came for his arrest. It was not according to their plan, but according to his plan. Jesus had the authority to execute the Father's plan at the set divine time and not according to the plans of man. Jesus is fully God, but is also fully man. To the large crowd who marveled at the way he handled the scheming religious leaders, he engaged them with words to help them not to be influenced by the evil leaders, but to follow the true son of David. He shared the truth about himself, giving them an opportunity to believe in him. To his disciples, Jesus continued teaching them about the end times and the signs that will accompany his return. This was a deeper teaching of the truth that was only shared with the twelve, his inner circle. We see strategies believers can use when engaging different people. 
Number one, when engaging opponents of Christianity, do not just dismiss them. Engage them. Ask them questions so they reflect why they believe their faith. Listen to them and where applicable, poke holes in their beliefs. Then share with them the gospel of Jesus Christ. This can generally be applied when encountering people of different worldviews, such as the pluralists who believe in inclusivity of all beliefs, the New Age movement whose theme is universalism, all go to heaven, no one goes to hell, Islam, those of the total submission to Allah, which is works-oriented, Next generation, the YOLO, you only live once, and FOMO, fear of missing out type or digital natives. Secondly, when engaging the nominal or curious Christians, those not yet born again but not opposed to the gospel, share the truth of the gospel about them being sinners and the need to give life to Christ and the hope of eternal life. Build relationships to present and demonstrate the gospel of Christ and then disciple them once they are saved. Thirdly, when engaging with fellow believers, that is through fellowship and discipleship, spur one another even as the day is nearing. Equip them and each other with deep teachings so that they are firm in their faith and ready to share the gospel with others. So Jesus engaged all types of people with the authority he had as fully God and fully man. We, his disciples, are to also engage with all types of people with the authority of God's word the truth of the gospel of Christ and by the godly lives we live every day. We have the indwelling Holy Spirit of God who will tell us what to say in all circumstances. How do you engage with different people concerning matters faith? Are you fulfilling the great commission? In what way? Learn from Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith. Engage with authority, authority of Christ. Imitate him. Share the gospel of Christ in the power of the Holy Spirit and leave the results to God. So a truth we can learn here is that believers are called to engage all people with the gospel in the power and authority of Christ. Who have you engaged deadly in the truth of the gospel? What plans do you have to engage people within your circles with the gospel? This is a calling for all who have believed in Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. Pray for strength, wisdom, 
and opportunities to share the truth of the gospel in the power of Christ. Let us pray. Almighty and loving God, through the example of your beloved Son, Jesus Christ, you have taught and empowered us to engage people with the truth of your gospel, so that all may hear about your grace in salvation and believe. May it be true for those who have had this devotion, that if they are not saved, that they may be convicted of their sins and surrender their life to Christ. And for those who are already saved, to have the burden to share the good news with others. This we ask in the precious name of your Son, Jesus Christ, who is our Lord and Savior. Amen.